Tampa Bay Rays are 37 and 32. Just three and seven, though, in their last 10. And they'll start a series with the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight. And the longtime play by play voice of the Rays, Dwayne Stats, joins us here. We always get him on a couple times either talk Rays baseball. Dwayne, good to have you back. Thanks for doing this. It's great to be with you. How are you? I'm doing well, Dwayne. Thank you. Um, the first thing that kind of sticks out to me about the Rays is the amount of injuries. I, I mean, maybe you can go back and look at a year where they've had as many, what, 70 games into the year, but they've, they've had their share of injuries, haven't they? Yeah, it, it's hard to imagine. I, when, when you and they, and they open the season with some pretty good arms out of the bullpen on the list. So, uh, you know, you're going Nick Anderson, um, Chargo, uh, uh, Sh- uh, Chirinos, Fairbanks. Um, you've got the Fire Ison, uh, not to mention Glass now. Now Kittrich is on. I mean, th- those are just, and I'm, I'm losing a couple guys there, but oh, Patino and Rasmussen. So when you look at all of those arms, that's a whole pitching staff. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and a full bullpen and a couple of guys out of the rotation. So uh, that has been a major issue. It's still pretty amazing that the pitching has been as good as it's been when you think about all of those arms that are missing. And we haven't even talked about position players and so forth. And I think the other thing in the division, Dwayne, I mean, the Yankees have been ungodly, you know, through 70 games. But, you know, Toronto, Boston's been resurging. Even Baltimore is better. I mean, the entire division seems better, right? Yeah. You know, the American League East had a long-time reputation of being a tough division. And then you had a couple teams down for a few years. The Orioles really struggled. But you're right, Toronto, they are outstanding. They have a lot of depth and a lot of firepower. Uh, and they have something to prove that they can actually, you know, finish off a, a, a run and get to the postseason and play well. And I think that motivates them as well. And and in the middle of all of this, with the Rays, uh, all of the injuries to pitchers and a couple key position guys. And I, I think what we've seen is this is a team that's built on pitching, pitching depth. And so the pitching has kept you know, the, their heads above water. But where they can ill afford to lose anybody is position players and offense. And, they, you know, they lose a, a big bat in uh, Brandon Lau with the low back problem, and we'll see how that turns out. It's still, I, I think, up in the air as to when his return is going to be and how good he could be. You know, those lower back issues uh, are, are, cont- are problems to contend with. And then they lose Wander Franco, who may be back, could be back in this series with Pittsburgh coming up. If things go well tonight, there's a chance he could maybe play the last game or two of the Pittsburgh series. Otherwise, I think if things fall into place, he'll be back then the first of next week. Uh, So they can ill afford to lose offense. And the other thing that's been uh, kind of surprising about this team, they've made a lot of mistakes on the bases, and they've made mistakes defensively. And that has, for years, been a strength, you know, to go along with pitching. So it it has been an interesting year from that perspective. Uh, There's still great effort. I think they still feel that uh, while the Yankees uh, seem to be running away with the division, and, you know, they have a chance to have one of the best seasons in Yankee history, not Mm -hmm. only this year, but with that club. But I think the Rays still feel 
that uh, if if they could get a couple of guys back and then get straightened away in terms of good fundamental play, because the extra uh, team goes into the uh, into the playoffs into the wild card this year, they still think they're bona fide contenders for that. And you know there has been talk about uh, four of those teams, four playoff teams coming out of the East, which very easily could happen. You know, a guy that I don't think uh, is nationally known is Kevin Cash, and yet he's done a tremendous job as the manager of this team. What kind of a guy is he, Dwayne? He's the best, I'll tell you. He really is. Um, he, he's not a guy who necessarily seeks the limelight. You know, the uh, the manager sometimes has a higher profile than he does, but he um, he does a, a great job of uh, of integrating. You know, some of the—I mean, this team is known for pushing the boundaries in terms of redesigning what it takes to win a game and have a winning team. He's been—he's um, been open to that. I think he—he he was around long enough uh, as a as a player, uh, in and out, trying to make it. You know, he he appreciates how difficult the game is, and he also has an appreciation, I think, for some of the traditional approaches, but. Uh, at the same time, he, he he certainly accepts and mixes in uh, more than uh, than a share of uh, you know the new way of looking at things and matchups and all of that. And I think if this team does get to the postseason, it will be because of a combination of the ability to mix and match. And uh, and he's he's doing everything I think a manager can do to make the moves, pull the levers, and do all of the things given all of the injuries that uh, he's faced. Dwayne Stats, our guest, play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Rays. Rays begin a series with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they'll be in for the weekend. Um, i got to ask you personal stuff here, Dwayne, because, you know, you've been around the game a long time. Uh, with all the rule changes, you know, now the league wants to muddy up the ball the same way and the shifts and all that. Are you a fan of a lot of these changes? Well, uh, in, su- in some cases, yes. Uh, I'm not a guy who, if you give me 10 changes, I'm going to accept all of them and say these are great. You know, I might look at two of them and go, you know, those are interesting changes. And the others, uh, they're going to have to um, either grow on me or, or prove that they make the game better. Here, here's my overall concern about what this new approach has done to the game. And I, I think it's, in other ways, done it to other sports. For example, uh, the NBA has great athleticism and tremendous athletes, but I like the game uh, a couple decades ago better than I like the game now. And I'm sort of like that with baseball. I, I, like, uh, I like more variables in a game. Um, I, I think what baseball has done um, is, is akin to what the NBA has done. They've sort of simplified the approach to the game. And, and as a result, you don't get as many moving pieces uh, that would allow athletes of varying skill sets um, to shine as opposed to like in baseball now. Baseball, and the biggest criticism I hear, well, it's either a strikeout or a home run. Right. Okay, well, that, that, yeah, that's what you're going to see. I think baseball misses two-to-one games, uh, great plays by the shortstop in the hole, uh, but should you start the runner here? Should you use the stolen base? 
you know, the hit and run. Everybody's up there um, because batting average is no longer a preeminent number. A guy, you know, remember when Rob Deere used to hit 190, yeah, but he right. hit a bunch of home runs? Yeah. That was an anomaly. Yes. Now it's it's almost the rule, and I don't think it serves the game well. I, I just think whatever it is, whatever activity, whatever sport, um, you have to have variation in it. If you're going to watch a movie and you're going to watch the same plot every night, then at some point you're not going to continue to watch that same movie you know you might change some faces but when the storyline is the same it's not what you want and i think people love the unexpected uh they love um, the more variables in an activity uh and more variables in this case in a baseball game i think i, I think it's a better game that way and enjoyed by more and and so that's my concern that i I don't want to see the game be so one or two dimensional as it seems to be. And I think over time, that's, it's not a good uh, philosophy to uh, implement. Last thing for you, um, because he's a Gator, you know, Mike Zanino, he was hurt uh, two parts. What's his status and what's he meant to the pitching staff? Well, and and I'm glad you mentioned him because he's, you know, he's had that uh, shoulder problem and we're, you know, we're hopeful to get him back. And, and here's a guy, see, this is a perfect example of a guy who could be, you know, a home run or a strikeout guy, because number one, what he does behind the plate is outstanding. He handles the pitching staff. They love to work with him. This he's a smart guy and you can have a catcher with power might not hit for a lot of average, but he's, he's going to give you the power. Okay. I love that because he gives you a number of things. I just don't want seven or eight hitters in a lineup who are trying to hit home runs or strike out. And I, and, and I think traditionally we've seen that in the game for years. We've seen the value that Zanino brings first and foremost as a catcher. And then uh, the offensive side, he's a guy you can say, look, you go up there, you're a strong guy, and you can hit the ball a long way, and that's what we want you to do. And, and so if he winds up hitting 15, 20, 25 home runs and drives in 50 to 70 runs with the job he does behind the plate, he can hit 200 and be a very valuable member of this team. And, and they miss him right now. And, and we're hopeful that, uh, you know, that he can get back because he has been, he's been out since, um, well, about what, the first uh, week and a half of this this month somewhere yeah. like that so it's been a while and, and um so 